Welcome to Zach Solved Mysteries, the most important podcast you'll ever hear in your life. I know enough about most things to be inaccurate about everything. We're not just a podcast, we're an experience. This story f***s, dude. Prepare to have your life transformed because not listening to us could be a grave mistake. You must wake up every day and say, today's the day someone's going to murder me. We're not just tackling the classic mysteries of the past. We're rewriting history itself. Robert Stack, I think, had dirt on people. Forget everything you thought you knew about unsolved mysteries. Or any sort of mystery. Maybe there were giants. Who knows? Who cares? Subscribe now to Zach Solved Mysteries anywhere you get your podcasts. Get solved. Haha, <laughs> mystery solved, my bitches. Trying to describe the entire Fey realm in one fell swoop would be about as pointless as asking Belink whether he wants to blow something up. That goblin will always say yes, and the Fey realm cannot possibly be described as one single thing, or even really in the same breath. There is just too much of it, you see. And to lump it all together in an attempt to make the job of describing it an easy one would be fruitless, and, to be honest, a little insulting to boot. The Fey Realm is not a world as you or I would know one. Sure, it has seasons, weather, nature and wilderness, but none of it is consistent. No part of the Fey will ever quite keep still. You could never be handed a map and sent on your merry way to traipse through the place. It would swallow you up and have you running in circles without a notion of which way was north or even what time of day it was. Imagine 17 different songs all playing at once, over and under each other. And whittled through them come echoes of voices calling, laughing and speaking in languages most mortals never hear. Then sprinkle on top a good handful of birds serenading, hooves galloping, scurrying paws, and every other sound you can think of. That is the Fey Realm. And it would drive most mortals almost to the brink of madness. Unlike the mortal world, the Fae was not created, at least not in the same way. Truth be told, no one really knows how the Fae realm came to be, not even us. There are theories, of course. Some claim the realm was born from the um, deepest emotions and imaginings of the first creatures to ever exist. Emotions so strong and vivid that they broke apart reality itself and formed a whole new plane of existence, a place where the echoes of emotions, thoughts and fears took physical shape. But this is, of course, just a story. As far as we know, the Fey Realm has always been there, existing alongside the mortal realm across the continuum, creation after creation, never fading and just going on and on and on. It doesn't always touch the mortal realm, and whole creations can go past without the two meeting. On tour, though, the existence of the Fae is pretty much common knowledge. 
What is not common knowledge, certainly not to the peoples of Tor, is that the Fey Realm harbours a slumbering dragon. Not literally, of course. Although actually, now we come to think on it, there are several dragons dotted about in the place. Perhaps a more apt metaphor would be to say, the Fey Realm harbours a slumbering catastrophe. Though even that is not entirely fair. This particular sleeper is not necessarily a catastrophe. They could well be a joy, a rapturous delight. Or, well, just a rapture. This slumbering mystery bears many names. Lord of the Fae, the First One, the End, and to some, even, God. We don't know if he was there when the Fae Realm began if he was created from it, or if he is tied to the fate of the Fey Realm or not. All that is really known for certain is his name, a Feyron. Taller than a giant he is, and drenched in deep magics and song. Though lengthy epic poetry has been written describing him, none of the beings that reside in the Fey Realm in the current age know his face. Even those who witnessed his last waking moments can no longer recall his features. This, everyone wholeheartedly agrees, is precisely how he would want things. A Feyron doesn't govern the Fey. In fact, he seems pretty content to just leave things to their own devices. At some point in the far distant past, he built a domain for himself in the very heart of the Fey, and there he lay down to rest. And there he remained. Over the countless years, he has awoken no more times than there are petals on a doxen leaf clover. Each awakening marked a time of great upheaval for the realm of the Fae. On one occasion, the entire place shifted in on itself, and two rivers were broken into twenty streams. Once, the grass burned gold, blossoms rained down, and the air tasted of honey. Once, he started a war. The effects of his consciousness are as unpredictable as he is, and as ever-changing as the realm he dozes within. As chaotic as the Fae is, that is not to say it is impossible to find your way through it. Those who were born in the Fae realm know how to manoeuvre through it almost on instinct. They can perceive its intricacies, making their way from one place to another with the ease of a warm knife through butter. So, if you wish to enter and journey through the home of the Fae, you must seek one of their midst out as a guide. Without one, you may see nothing at all. So then, what exists within the borders of the Fae realm? One thing of great note is the River of All Rivers, and it is rather aptly named. The river of all rivers sits as a monster coiled around the heart of the realm, crossable only at three points where it narrows to a trickle. In some places, its banks rise over 20 miles high, following towering waterfalls cascading into clear blue depths. If you walk the dappled paths alongside the banks, you will eventually reach the highest point in the Fey realm, beside the falls of Erebus. From this lookout, you can survey as much of the landscape as is in reach. 
see how the many isles and islands of the Fae move ponderously through the air and each other. Watch the mountains shift in and out of focus in the distance. Gaze over the fresh greenery of the endless forests. And then tuck as gaggles of winged creatures soar past your ears. Conversely, the lowest point within the Fae Realm sits somewhere far to the south hidden buried inside the gemstone caverns of Jerek. If any mortal craftsman, or jeweller, or thief, were to step inside those caves, their little hearts may just about burst. The narrow passageways and wide-stretching mouths were forged from eroded treasures. Every inch sparkles. Diamonds, gold, silver, rubies, emeralds, and some strange ores known only to the most intrepid of fey creatures. If you did manage to venture down there, you would discover that you did not require a flame-lit torch, nor magic to aid your sight. The caverns are alight with their own soft glow, illuminating a million miles of tunnels in every direction, burrowed beneath the rest of their world. There are many wishful tales told about the realm of the fey, spread amongst the mortal folk of their own world, all encouraged by the Fae themselves, naturally. The more mischievous of their bunch enjoy knowing no two stories will ever quite match up, which will lead in turn to more stories, each branching off and apart until there is a tangled mass of twine in which only the barest scrapes of the real truth remain, which, I suppose, is not too far removed from what the Fey Realm itself is. It is a, a jumble sale of oddities. It is your grandparents' side table, crammed with knickknacks. It is the mud puddle that shoes got lost in, never to be seen again. It is the whisper on the wind. It is the shiver down your spine as something shifts in the dark. It is the last trickle of consciousness in a dying light. It is the sand scrunched in the corners of sleep-deprived eyes. It is everything, all at once, and yet few will ever lay eyes upon it. There are some who have, some of the mortal realm who are able to glimpse a small sample of what the Fae is, for in some places, especially in Irdalin, the veil between the mortal and fey realms is very thin, allowing small pieces of the fey to bleed through in the mortal world. And there are those who dwell in such places, and, as a result, are as much fey as they are mortal. But of these things, we shall talk next time. Quest of Ruin is distributed by Scroll and Dagger under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode was written by C.L. Barry and performed by Richie Lloyd Walker. For more information, visit scrollanddagger.com. Hi, this is Gina Moriarty, Chief Editor of Scroll and Dagger. I'm here to tell you about The Pensive Tower, a brand new podcast we're going to be releasing soon. The world of The Pensive Tower is one recovering from calamity, 
after an event remembered only as the Great Collapse brought about the end of civilization as it was known and plunged the world into a dark age. Now, nearly 2,000 years later, a new society has arisen, and the pensive tower was built to house the memories of the people to ensure such a loss of knowledge never happens again. Join Paxton Ferrex as he makes his way through the donated memories housed within the tower and discovers that the horrors that brought about the Great Collapse might not be such a distant memory after all. Find The Pensive Tower wherever you get your podcasts.